passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking you stay as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BDE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here from Up Next, postwrestling.com. And we are live on youtube.com slash postwrestling. Yes, it's your boys from Poison Rana right here again for another Tuesday night reviewing the weekly NXT show because we are your NXT friends. Friends! There we go. Did I do that right? You did, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we had to do it the other way around this week because Braden isn't here. He's celebrating a, a bit of an anniversary uh, with his his lady friend. So uh, I brought in uh, my... I was going to say my lady friend. That That's weird. Uh, but I brought in my friend <laughs> this week, uh, Mr. John Cino Evil uh, from Shot in the Dark. And what up, though, to talk all about this week's uh, episode of NXT. Hello, John. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I hope uh, Braden and his lady friend are enjoying their anniversary. I know they went to go see Cocaine Bear, so there's no better way to celebrate your anniversary than what, watching what an anniversary a, uh, Cocaine-Fueled Bear. Yeah. Are, nice. Do you have any intention of seeing this? I feel like this movie is being uh, spread across the post world. I saw it, Pollock saw it, Braden saw it. Honestly, I, I'd love to. Um, I am so behind on everything at the moment. I was intending to see uh, Avatar while that was out. I wanted oh, to see okay, that yeah. in IMAX and everything. Didn't see that. Didn't see Black Black Panther. Uh, haven't seen uh, Quantum Mania yet. I'm 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 all out of it at the moment with the cinema as, as much as I'd love to go. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I might term- catch the- it one day on on demand or something. But uh, I, I would yeah, like I was gonna to say the, the ter- I am intrigued. The turnaround for these movies is so quick. Like I'll watch a movie, then like two weeks later, like it's already on demand or it's already on HBO Max or you know Disney Plus, whatever the streaming service is. So it's like definitely if you miss it in the theaters, you'll have a really quick chance to to watch it at home. The problem is with me is if I don't see it in the theaters, I probably won't watch it at home, uh, and that's just the reality um, because. It just becomes another film in the list of hundreds of films that I've never seen in my life. And, uh, you know, I got I got wrestling to watch. I got other stuff to watch. 
Um, but gotcha. it does look fun. I, I did enjoy hearing uh, John and Wei talk about it on, uh, was it Rewind of Raw this week? Um, yep. Talking about both Quantum Mania and, uh, and Cocaine Bear. Uh, now I'm interested in, what is it, the Meth Gator or something like that? Yeah, but that's one of those, like, uh, what they call asylum films, where they take popular films and make them really crappy. So the CG is not, like, anything as good. Like, not saying Cocaine Bear is, like, this award-winning movie, but the CGI is bad. The acting's bad for all these, like, asylum films. So don't don't expect it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a Cocaine Bear sequel, because now that they found the Cocaine Shark out there, I think that's the perfect way to to, to continue this Cocaine. Sorry, that, that is a legit Cocaine Shark, or that's, like, the end of this Cocaine I, I, Bear film? No, no, no. I think because the cocaine bear is based on true events, and I'm pretty sure I read a story about some cocaine shark out there, so they could easily just take that and make it into a sequel. What else are we going to get now? Like, heroin heron? Like, what else is there? Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you could have a uh, crack rats. Yeah. That, that's it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure there's a couple there's a couple crack rats uh, running around the New York subway uh, system, so they could easily oh, do sure. that. Make that into a movie. Um, well, yeah, uh, we've we've got a lot to get through tonight. There's uh, we've got quite a bit of housekeeping to start with. But first of all, uh, this was an absolute nightmare for me watching this tonight. I got home a little later oh, no. than intended and a little bit behind the scenes. I mean, if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that uh, Braden and I every Tuesday we have a bit of a date night. We uh, we take it in turns to to cook for each other. Uh, one of us will cook. The other person will kind of lead the show. Um, but I got home later and it's all just me myself, uh, doing it tonight. So I'm trying to frantically cook in time or at least have most of it ready before NXT. So I'm, I'm not kind of cooking whilst I'm watching. And, uh, I also had a brand new webcam arrive today. So I'm trying to set that up as well. And then realize that, uh, I need a certain screw, uh, to like hook it up. So I'm trying to like, uh, unscrew my old webcam to put it on and then i realized that because it's newer it uses usb-c instead of the Mm. the usb what like 2.0 whatever it's called usb b i guess um and i've i've lost my adapter when i was in cuba which which kind of allows me to plug in multiple usbs and different usb types so like why can't we just have one fitting like why is it like fucking apple like i've got a macbook and i've got an iphone but the charger for my MacBook would work on my old Android phone, but doesn't work on my iPhone. And then if I want to plug in a like a brand new uh like a brand new um webcam, it doesn't fit in yep. like it it's crazy. Like it's uh it's really like there's a, a repair shop near mine that says if Apple made jeans, they'd make an iBelt that like only <laughs> only will keep those jeans up up if you wear this certain kind of belt. It gets very frustrating. So I I'm dealing with that, and uh, I I haven't sorted. No, I, I I understand your pain with Apple, man. Like I recently got my son an iPad, and like you know he wanted to charge his uh, iPad recently, and he couldn't find his charger. I'm like, oh, here, just use my charger. Just found out it's a totally different charger than my phone. I'm like, why would they change it up? Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, you want to use my headphones? There's no headphone jack. I'm like, when did they eliminate a headphone jack right, on the that's iPad? The other like thing. these it's little. Like, I can... it you know, if like... I would have known, I would have just got in. in an older model if i knew the new ones were taking away all these like luxuries that we have exactly i'm someone that like if i'm going on a walk or going to the the gym or whatever i i i need to have like music on a podcast on or something like i'll i'll go like with the best intentions to do a bit of a workout and then i'll be on the treadmill or whatever and my my music cuts out i'm like well i guess this workout's done um and that's the it's you're relying on these bluetooth ones now and there's no way 
to like just i'd go into i'd go on a walk and just pop into i've lost my headphones i'll pop into dollarama and buy a shitty pair just to listen to something you can't even do that anymore uh so oh, yeah. anyway I'm, I'm so close to going i'm so close to going back to wired headphones like my airpods are like acting up lately so like i'll go to charge them overnight and i i, I go to take a walk put them both in and cut to find out the right one for whatever reason didn't charge at all so now i'm walking around with one headphone it's really annoying and it's just like i'm just gonna go back to wired headphones and i think the sound quality is probably better anyway honestly on, on the wired ones i realize i sound so old now like brain and i are very much like <laughs> that we're like hey do you want to we've got 20 minutes before nxt do you want to play a quick game of 2k and then it's like got to install <laughs> this your, your controllers aren't yep. charged all this shit so i'm i'm trying to sort that out and then i'm frantically trying to cook and then I'm I like open a can and my I, I cut my hand open on the can. Oh, so I'm, geez. I'm now bleeding. And it's one of those thin cuts where you're just bleeding <laughs> everywhere. So I like I wrap it up and I put a bandaid on it. And then I realize like blood is still coming out and I cut myself in two places on my hand. And then my NXT Jeez. stream is cutting in and out. I've got blood all over my laptop as I'm trying to, you know, note down what the fuck Joe Gacy said this week. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, like, Brayden, can you, can you come home, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I got through it. I think uh, there's two of us here. I, I think between us, we, we've got this show covered uh, tonight. Um, but yeah, we are on the road to roadblock on NXT. Um, and yeah, like maybe before we get into it, where, where how, how have you been with with NXT? I know you did the show with Braden a couple of weeks ago while I was in Cuba, um, but yeah, we we kind of you know like what like six months removed from the the end of two I would say now at this point, mm-hmm. like we're a few months removed from that. Um, where are you now? Like a lot of these characters that were like brand new to us um, and was a bit jarring uh, like eighteen months ago have kind of settled in a bit now uh what have your thoughts been on this on this road to like roadblock and stand and deliver um i've actually been enjoying it i try to catch nxt live when i can but whenever i do watch it, i definitely enjoy it i was actually having a conversation with my friend earlier who was saying like it's like and what he's echoing is what pretty much a lot of people i'm pretty sure people that voted for the the wrestling observer newsletter like you know they had this stink of nxt 2.0 that you're not willing to uh let go and, and move on to this new phase of nxt so like one of his gripes was like oh they don't have any body that's ready to get called up in the main roster. And I gave him like 10 to 15 examples of people that are ready from like Carmelo Hayes to the Creed brothers to Tiffany Stratton. And he was like, Oh yeah, I guess you're right. I didn't really think about it that way. So I feel like that's like a general consensus is like people are just so stuck in the old ways of 2.0. They're not giving this new, uh, this new chance basically of, of, of what they're trying to do now, but I've been enjoying it. Honestly, I mean, it's not, what it used to be i don't think it's ever going to be what it used to be but it's definitely better than what we had and it's probably one of my favorite shows i've been watching like probably top five up there with dynamite um i definitely enjoy it better than raw sometimes it's better than smackdown smackdown's been great obviously um but compared to all the other shows i I cover and watch i think nxt is definitely up there yeah i'm kind of in the same boat i think it's been uh it's not the super indies that it once was but i i think it's been a pretty consistent show and logical show like in the last in the last few months and it's it's cool. Like what I love about it is it's cool when you really see uh, a lot of these kind of people that were super green, like starting to really come into their own and, and thrive. And, and you can see that uh, there being a spot for them on the main, ro- main roster. And ex- and that's how it used to be. You know, you couldn't wait until you saw like a Bailey move up or whatever. And, and I feel we're getting to that, that point. Um, and I, 
Yeah, and I like how they're still bringing in people. Obviously, we still haven't seen Dragon Lee. Uh, the former Carl Fredericks now going by Eddie Thorpe has been wrestling on level up, so I'm sure we'll be seeing him soon. So, like, that whole, like, I think somebody mentioned it, like, no indie talent in NXT. Like, that's obviously not the case because they're still bringing in people that are from the indies or have worked and sure. even um, in AEW or whatnot. So they're definitely mixing it like they used to be with the NIL stars as well as the people that already have wrestling experience. So as long as they keep that going, there really isn't too much negativity about NXT. Yeah, yeah, I- I'm with you there. Um, well, let's uh, go through a bit of kind of uh, housekeeping to start with. Um, if you are watching the the live stream right now on youtube.com slash post wrestling, you might have seen a bit of a graphic right at the start of this show. Uh, we announced it on this Sunday's uh, edition of Poison Rana. If you don't subscribe to the Poison Rana feed yet, please do. The search for Poison Rana in your podcast app and up will pop the, a neon frog. And uh, it's the old up next feed, which has now been taken over, where uh, we do a weekly show every Sunday talking about the week's news in wrestling. Uh, that's if you were a fan of our old BD Elite show, that's where a lot of our AEW show uh, thoughts have been moved to. Um, but we did announce on this Sunday that we are going to be hosting a two night watch party at Gabby's King Street West. That's 309 King Street West. On the Saturday and Sunday of WrestleMania weekend, starting from 6 p.m. until the show finishes and maybe a little bit of an after party after. Uh, Tickets are on sale. Just go on poisonrana.ca and you'll see the link right at the top uh, for our Eventbrite page where you can get tickets. And uh, we're doing a bunch of things. We've we've already got some super awesome prizes that we're going to be giving out throughout the night. Uh, through raffles and trivia contests and that kind of thing. Uh, We're going to have the show played on over 10 screens. The whole bar we're taking over. Sound will be blaring. Uh, We're going to be playing wrestling music before the show. I'm going to be curating some wrestling-themed cocktails, which have always been a hit at previous events we've done. Um, And, yeah, you can get a ticket. It's going to be 10 bucks per night, but... There are a limited amount of combo tickets. So if you are in the Toronto area and want to come to both nights, it's just 15 bucks um, and uh, plus any of the fees that Eventbrite charges. So 15 bucks for the two nights. Get them now. There's only a certain capacity we can have at this venue. Um, and it would be awesome to have as many of you there as possible. I'll be there. Braden will be there. Um, and there'll perhaps be some other members of the post wrestling and poison rana universe there so really looking forward to this it's a really good spot like with the the setup's really good for watching sports it's a bit of a sports bar it is uh i i might be biased because it is the bar i work at um but that means i've been able to sweet talk them and they've pretty much given us the run of the whole night so would love to have as many of you there as possible i think it's going to be a really fun time so if you are in the toronto area want to watch wrestling with some people absolutely come down and hang out with us there so poison for all your information i definitely have a case of a fomo for this i have visited gabby's when i did visit you guys in toronto but unfortunately the same week that wrestlemania is happening is the same week that my son's spring break from school is happening so we did book a trip to go to california believe it or not it's like we're literally leaving the day after wrestlemania Uh. Um, so maybe i'll watch monday night yeah, but maybe we can go to Monday Night Raw. It's like 20 minutes away. The Crypto.com arena is like 20 minutes away from uh, where we're staying. So that might be an option if uh, there's a nice pipe. But yeah, uh, we're going to Cali uh, the week of WrestleMania. So I wouldn't have Sorry. too much. Sorry, <laughs> you're you're going to be somewhere like very sunny. And uh, and yeah, you, you 
probably are you are you going to Disney at all while you're there? Uh, no. So we're we're staying at Universal because we're going to do the Nintendo World. So we're going to be experiencing that oh. for the first time. And it's the same week that the Mario movie comes out. So I'm hoping since we're in Hollywood, maybe we'll get to see some sort of world premiere or something, the Mario movie while we're there. So it should be definitely a fun experience. But I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, having myself a, a Luigi burger or whatever they have at the Tolstoy Cafe and then riding around in the Mario Kart. That I, I'm very jealous of you. So I, I wouldn't have to much fun with John. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure you'll have equally a good time. Um, but the very uh, the week before WrestleMania, uh, Braden and I are actually uh, we've been given the opportunity to be involved with the Awesome Toy Show, uh, which is Sunday, March twenty sixth uh, in Mississauga, and uh, yeah, we we've been given this opportunity. We're going to be hanging out at the one three five two Lakeshore Road uh, at the Small Arms Inspection Building, and this is uh, a a bit of a convention with. Lots of kind of pop culture memorabilia, that kind of thing. Uh, a load of guests are going to be there. Um, and we're kind of in the in the wrestling booth. We're going to be hanging out with uh, Chris Van Fleet. I believe uh, Trey Miguel is going to be there from Impact, Aiden Prince. And uh, one of the biggest things with this, uh, and this, this convention sounds a bit different from your usual conventions because there's going to be like DJs there. It's going to be super interactive. It sounds really fucking cool. Um, and we've been given the opportunity to host a tournament. And you know uh, how we love our kind of games and trivia and all that at Poison Rana. Uh, but we've been given the chance to host a 2K23 tournament. The game will have only been out just a few days at this point. And uh, we've got some pretty awesome prizes in line for whoever wins this 2K tournament. So if you are in the in the area... Come along, uh, have yourself a go at one of these games. I'm sure Brain will be will be saying about how he can beat everyone and will lose in the first round as usual. Um, but yeah, we've got some really sweet prizes to give away. And if you are at this convention, you have the opportunity to actually win tickets to WrestleMania this year, being flown out and put up and going to the big event. And it really feels like this WrestleMania is is the biggest one we've had. I know wwe marketing say that every year but for me as a fan this genuinely feels like the biggest wrestlemania we've had in quite a while uh so a great opportunity if you are in the mississauga area the awesome toy show on march 26th uh it's it's gonna be a blast and just uh even if you just want to come and hang with Braden and i we we always will always love uh meeting friends and fans so come along to that um finally uh I'm, i say finally i'm pr- probably gonna plug for the next 20 minutes here um but it's the end of february and we're moving into march and we've had some awesome shows over at patreon.com slash poison in the last month uh we just released our review of lord of the rings the fellowship of the ring and uh i'm gonna pat myself on the back for this one because i i genuinely think it's one of the uh the best shows we've done um i i'm i'm in love with these movies i i adore them i think they're the best pieces of art made for me and and brayden's kind of he likes the films not a fan of the genre and it's been the first time he's watched them for a while uh so it was it was really cool to kind of talk and just go back and forth all about the film and then emmanuel uh our listener who who picked this show uh, had all his reasons why he picked uh, this film, but also just uh, really, really hit us in the feels right at the end of that review. So um, we've been getting a lot of praise for this one. So I, I really want to kind of 
blow our own trumpet here because I'm I'm really proud of this review. And if you are, are a fan of the films, I, I highly recommend you go and listen to this review on Poison Rana, uh, the Patreon. Um, are you a Lord of the Rings fan, John? So I have watched them all. I I actually got into Lord of the Rings by playing the the PS2 video games because my brother used to play them and I thought they were amazing. And we're like, we should watch these movies. And I think at that point, Return of the King was just about to come out. So we marathoned one and two and then went to the theater to see part three. And then I just kind of got hooked after that. Uh, I've been looking for a reason to rewatch them. And I was like, well, I might as well wait till you guys review it. And then funny enough, at my shoot job, I've been actually building this gigantic Rivendale set. That's amazing. So as I'm building it, I'm just like, I wish I was watching a movie right now. Listen to the podcast at the same time. So um, I'm definitely gonna gonna rewatch the the, the whole series as well because um, I, I wanted to watch the TV show as well. I know it hasn't gotten that much praise. The, the mm-hmm. Rings of Power, I think it's called. But I definitely want to do a whole rewatch of even like the animated movies. I just want to go back and, and watch as much as possible. But these are long movies, so I have to find the time uh, to squeeze it in in between uh, MLW and NWA at some point. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we had that come out last ma- month. We had our best match ever. Uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, is up there. We've got our best match ever, Great Muta, as we were talking all about his retirement. Uh, our usual retro NXT reviews with Was Next. And then moving into March, we've got another retro NXT coming out uh, coming out this week, um, where we're talking about the 200th episode of NXT headlined by Bo Dallas versus Adrian Neville for the NXT Championship in a Lumberjack match. Uh, I can't believe it. We're at 200 already. And then we're going Up Yours Heavy in March. Uh, Up Yours is a show we do where we go to our top-paying patrons, our family-tier patrons, uh, to pick something for us to review. And we're uh, all over the shop this month. We're going to be talking to Chris Elliott, who is doing double duty this week as i believe he's going to be uh with john and way this week talking about drive to survive and he's also going to be joining us talking about episodes one and two of black mirror um talking about the uh the pig episode uh if you don't know what i mean (laughs) go and watch this episode before you we say any more uh and 50 million merits uh super like uh crazy thriller sci-fi dystopian world and also very close to home as it it's stuff we can see potentially happening uh, i think i think black mirror is a fantastic show and there's going to be a lot of conversation to be had about these two episodes um and then we're also going to be going wrestlemania heavy this month because it is wrestlemania month and we are going to be joined at the end of the month by Jake from the Windy City to talk about WrestleMania 19, because it's the 20th anniversary of this show. Uh, everyone talks about WrestleMania 17, but I feel 19 is a close second to a lot of people of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. We're talking about, uh, what have we got on this show? Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar in the main event. Um Fuck, what's uh I'm I don't have the match card in front of me. That's oh Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho as well. Um yep. yeah, this is a hell of a show. Can't wait to talk about Hulk that. Hogan and you're you know, you're 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 uh you're missing the lead here, Hulk Hogan versus Mr. McMahon. Oh, as well. how could I forget? Yes, That's on that Hulk show, Hogan, yeah. Mr. McMahon. And then Sino, you're one of our uh our family patrons. Uh what WrestleMania did you pick? 
so WrestleMania 19 is a WrestleMania a lot of people talk about. WrestleMania 11 is a WrestleMania that nobody has ever talked about. <laughs> and it's one of the few WrestleManias that I've attended that I feel like nobody has ever reviewed, including the Post family and you guys. Um, I, I have a pretty funny story as well about this WrestleMania. So I, I've been meaning to tell it for a while. And I've picked nothing but movies and shows. I was like, you know what? Let's uh, let's pick a, a, a wrestling event this time. And it's WrestleMania season. So let's get some love to uh, Salt and Peppa and Nicholas Turturro and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and the rest of the cast from Hartford, Connecticut for WrestleMania 11. It's a terrible, terrible show. Uh, I don't think I've even seen it in full since attending it. And even when I attended it, I didn't see it in full. So I'll say that for the for the review. But um, yeah, definitely going to have fun with this show, I feel like. It's uh, definitely a, a, a time in WWE, we were WWF at the time, where things were not going too great, where we had a, uh, a football player and a uh, Bam Bam Bigelow in the uh, main event. You see, things don't have to be good to have conversation. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about with this one. I don't think I've actually seen this beginning to end. I've certainly seen matches from this show but i i don't think i've seen this one so it could be a first for me and it looks god awful so i i can't wait <laughs> um and then finally i kind of want to give the the floor to you a bit because uh we're uh like what three months into this poison rana uh changeover uh in in our worlds and uh we have got a few like brand new shows on that we've got a show called the detox which we released one just last friday where Braden Harrington and Jordan Goodman talk about the world and everything and kind of go on crazy weird tangents. I Last week they were chatting about uh, global warming, littering, how to be a good person, all that stuff. Um, and it's, it's a hell of a listen. Um, but also we've been given, we've completely given you and uh, Be Detroit free reign in a brand new show called What Up Doe. And although we've kind of described on this show what it is, who better than one of the hosts to tell us what is what up though? Yeah, so what up though pretty much embodies like what Poison Rana is about with pop culture, talking about movies, talking about music. Uh, we do discuss wrestling, but I think the majority of it is basically movies like me and B Detroit, for example. We saw this movie called Missing. We didn't see it together, but we saw it and we kind of discuss it. Uh, we talk about TV shows like The Last of Us, uh, the hip hop, like the group from the Grammy Awards performance. So pretty much anything that has to do with music or movies or anything pop culture related funny stories we'll go ahead and discuss it um by the time we record our next show the last of us will be wrapping up so we'll be discussing that uh mandalorian is coming back tomorrow so pedro pascal is everywhere uh the wu-tang show from hulu is in its last season so i'm sure we'll be discussing that as well definitely a fun show and definitely check out the last show that included uh one of my best friends i've known for pretty much my entire life named mouse going through some some memories uh some fun stories about our backyard wrestling days and uh why they were quickly cut short uh but definitely let's you know just if you want to listen to two guys just chit-chatting about bs that's not wrestling like i don't really get a platform to not to talk about things that aren't wrestling so it's kind of fun to do this it, it's such a good listen i i'm not particularly into hip-hop like i'm not saying i i hate it there are songs i like but i'm i'm really not particularly about the culture or the scene um but i think the chemistry you two have and your friend you bought on mouse uh it's it's such a fun listen to just hearing you three riff and talk about things that interest you and there's certainly other stuff on that show that uh connects with me like i'm i'm fully into the last of us at this point so uh i i'm loving those conversations and also just keeping me kind of educated and aware what's going on on things that i might not be caught up with so 
I highly recommend that show, and all you've got to do is follow Poison Rana. Subscribe wherever you can. It's absolutely free, and uh, you get uh, What Up Doe for free once a month. Um, so you, it's funny. It's funny you say you're not into hip hop. I actually uh, mentioned this to Wei Tang the other day. The uh, Wu Tang and Nas are going on a world tour. They're going everywhere: Australia, the UK, uh, North America. Obviously, the day after my birthday, they're going to be performing in Toronto on a Sunday. And I actually told Wei about it. He's really interested about it. The tickets go on sale tomorrow, so he actually might be getting tickets. If you get tickets and Breeden's down, I'll, I'll head up there to toronto and we'll we'll fully uh, initiate you into the wu-tang clan you'll have a, a wu-tang tattoo at the end of it you see i was meant to see wu-tang a few years ago oh really uh, yeah i i had tickets to uh it's at what's the city field that's the one in queens right oh yes that show with, with uh what is some tickets to welcome to lincoln it? park yeah. which was meant to yes, be yes uh, yes yes blink 182 and lincoln park and supporting them was wu-tang and mgk and uh chester took his Chester, life yeah. before so uh the concert obviously got called off but um yeah so i i never saw them so you know if if a crew is going if a group's going i'll absolutely go along but uh yeah it's fine yeah well uh i think that's enough plugs for one week um so maybe let's head over to waiting to tell us all about hello fresh uh before we go into <laughs> this week's episode of nxt What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. NXT, February 28th, 2023, live from the Capitol Wrestling Center. And this week, we're open, opening hot with a brawl backstage, and we see... So the first two faces I saw in this brawl were just Odyssey Jones and Zion Quinn. And I'm like, that's yeah. <laughs> a really interesting way to start this show. And then it pans out and you realize it's essentially the whole locker room of fighting backstage for this open challenge. Now, am I wrong? But did I say they should do this last week? I said, whenever you have these open challenges, we should see everyone at Gorilla fighting to try and get to the ring. And that's yeah, they must have heard you. That's that's yeah. That's I've always wanted the same thing. It's like why don't we see these guys actually like trying to race to the entrance to gorilla position to get out there? We actually saw it for once. It's it was like I thought it was amazing. Yeah, I, I thought this was a great open. So they're all brawling, and then a few of them spill out to kind of the entrance way, and Dabakato is walking down to the ring, and you go, oh man, are they having Dabakato just destroy Wesley here? So it him and Apollo's feud is over this title. And then Apollo comes out of nowhere, attacks Dabakato, taking him out, allowing a returning Nathan Frazier, who we haven't seen since, I think they said Halloween Havoc. Am I right? Yeah, that was his last match. Yeah, that was his last match on TV. He's done a couple of house shows since, but his last match on TV was Halloween Havoc. Yep. So he leaps over Dabakato and Apollo Crews, makes it to the ring. Uh, there's welcome back chance. And as RYN in the YouTube room points out, uh, he comes back sporting a beard, grown up a little bit our nathan and we're opening with wesley versus nathan fraser uh which yeah take my money this this sounds great and i thought uh, a really really hot way to start this show uh with this brawl and then leading to uh two fantastic wrestlers going at it um we start with uh just a bit of a uh one-upmanship both running the ropes both showing off their speed uh, you have a bit of a stalemate between the two and a sign of respect as they're shaking each other's hands. 
And Booker doesn't like that. You know, he doesn't like he doesn't like open challenges, does Book, and he doesn't like shaking hands in a match. Um, we then get a standing moonsault to the floor from Frazier, uh, but he lands on his feet as Wes moves out the way, and then Wes rolls back into the ring and tries to hit a Conhilo, but this time Fraser moves, so Wes lands on his feet, just really impressive. Um, and then catches Fraser with the Enziguri as we go to commercial break. After the break, Fraser goes for the Phoenix Splash, uh, like his mentor Seth Rollins. Um, but Wes moves again, so this allows Fraser to roll through. They both run the ropes and both go for cross bodies and collide in the middle of the ring um, at the same time. Uh, now they're both brawling on the top of the turnbuckle. Fraser gets shoved off, but he runs back up, leaps to the top a la Kurt Angle. And hits the uh, the Seth Rollins superplex off the top. And then, whereas Seth would go then into like the, what, like reverse Bloody Sunday. Um, Fraser hits like a final cut. Like the uh, the twisting suplex neckbreaker thing. Uh, thought looked really, really sweet. Um, Fraser then goes for a dive to the outside. But Wes moves out, the room, uh, out of the way. Wes then catches him. And then hits his backflip Pele kick the top of the head, uh, putting Fraser away and retaining the North American Championship. And after the match, they both show, shake hands. They both uh, show respect to each other, but really hot opener. Would love to see these two run it back at some point. Uh, it was exactly what you expect. Just uh, nonstop action. The speed and precision of both guys is so impressive. Um, and I thought a great way to kick off this week's NXT. Yeah, this match was fantastic. Whether everybody was brawling in the back, I was like trying to pick out who I would like to see fight Wesley. I saw at one point Malik Blade and Adrian Sanofi were like doing rock, paper, scissors. I'm like, okay, whichever one of these two, it'll be a great match. But as soon as I saw Nathan Fraser, I saw him in the background. I'm like, is that Fraser? I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. And this crowd totally ate it up. They welcome back chance. Um, this this Florida crowd, like, they have to give it up to them. They, they're definitely, like, energized every week, I feel like, with these NXT stars. And I feel like these are the same people that attend, like, the AW Dark tapings at Universal as well as the Ring of Honor tapings, which just happened. So good for them for, like, you know, keeping up the energy all week, I guess, if it's the same people. Um, this match was, like, amazing. Like, those, those crazy bombs on the outside of the commentary table when they kept bumping into it and then the leaf flip over the turnbuckle. Um, but one thing I need to mention, I'm sure you guys half your nose are probably booker t sayings so this during this match he started going on to like a shark kick for some reason maybe he found out about this meth infested shark movie that's coming out but he was like trying to compare wesley to a shark and then like vic was kept kept egging him on like what kind of shark is he and i think booker t was trying to say like megalodon but he just couldn't say it so he was like it's the uh the the, the mega the mega shark and i'm like excuse me <laughs> what did you say booker t so i thought that was entertaining to see him talk about sharks yeah, uh, I, I'm loving this Wesley uh, open challenge gimmick. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of these open challenge gimmicks in general. I think it gets the, uh, it makes the title feel like a bigger deal, and it, it kind of guarantees you if you know the strap is on, like an exciting wrestler. It guarantees you a, a pretty decent match every week. Um, who do you see his stand and deliver opponent being? <sighs> I know, like, every week, like, we make the, the, the joke, like, the open challenge one day, it's going to be uh, Wentz, right? Like, Zachary Wentz. Yeah. Uh, what do they call him? I forgot. His name. Nash Carter, right? But it's like, I don't know. Like, that would be pretty cool if that could actually happen, if they make it happen. Um, other than that, I, I, don't, I don't see who else it could be. I mean, um, you have Dragon Lee's out there, obviously. They can, they can just make – they can just announce it. Like, Dragon Lee's going to accept it, and that's going to be his debut, a standard deliver in, you know – WrestleMania weekend. I think that that alone might be a big attraction. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee and Wesley, the, the battle of the least at uh at WrestleMania. 
that that's what I'm going with as well. I I see it being uh, I see it being Dragon Lee. Um, Ryn in the in the room saying Axiom, perhaps. I mean, that would be a a hell of a match as well. Um, I I just feel we may be leading up to a kind of big surprise, and we know Dragon Lee is is in the company, and I would expect you debut him in a big way. I would think like that's a that's a pretty big signing, I think, from NXT. So I I would think you'd kind of debut him in a pretty impressive way. And I think a kind of open challenge, Lee versus Lee, uh, kind of makes sense. I think Axiom's going to be a little bit busy. I was able to catch an Easter egg later on. We'll talk about it during Axiom's match, but I think he has something else uh, in store for himself as Dan and Deliver. But we'll talk about that when we talk about the Axiom match. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Michael Whitaker in the YouTube chat is saying he thinks it's going to be Dragon Lee versus Grayson Waller. Um, I think we, we can get into some sort of uh, Waller predictions a bit later on as we go into into that story. Uh, we then get a video package from JD McDonough. Um, and this oh my is- God, I, I, ugh, I, I, I hate eye stuff. Anything to do with eyes, like I couldn't watch this. Like I'm listening to it. At first I'm like, what is this? And I'm like, I realize it's JD, it's JD McDonough speaking. I cannot watch anything to do with like close up of eyes or any eye surgery. I, I, you can describe this, but I'm, I, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I, I do like I do like the way they shoot these McDonough uh, promos. It's it's we've seen him in kind of the uh, like the sensory deprivation chambers. We've seen him having acupuncture. Uh, we've seen him standing on rocks, and uh, this one was him kind of in a eye doctor's chair, but the the camera being like a bird's eye view above him, so his head's tilted back, and he's talking about his retinal tear uh which came from uh from Ilya Dragunov uh with his return a few weeks ago and he's describing in in a lot of detail about exactly how dangerous uh a retinal tear is and that you can be uh so close to actually losing the eye and he says Ilya you don't know what that feels like but you will you are an in-ring warrior and you have a higher pain tolerance than most but I will make you suffer. I will break your will and I will send you home permanently. Um, I think this character's working so well for McDonough. I think he plays it brilliantly with the creepiness. I think the way they shoot these videos are great. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's really working. And if this is the way we're going, Ilya versus JD at Stand and Deliver, that is a classic takeover level match for me and i think they're building this feud up really well um he's coming for his eye he wants to inflict pain and i think who better than Ilya? who literally his gimmick is this crazy russian dude who can withstand all this pain and will keep coming back for more uh i'm i'm very excited for this one I, I just hope we're not going to get another eye was eye for an eye match with, that they yeah. had with mysterio and rollins as long as it's they don't do that um yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah this match is gonna be great obviously with these two you can't go wrong um but yeah stand and deliver i guess it's not like in my head it feels like it's far away but i guess it's really not they, i mean they're building matches for mania so they might as well start building matches for stand and deliver at this point they just literally they literally have a roadblock uh that prevents them from going full force with the stand and deliver card but yeah i can see that definitely be one of the matches for that show we then go backstage to briggs and jensen and briggs is checking on uh on brooks uh who i don't think we've seen since valentine's day have we no to... yeah that 
that was it. Like, we, the last we saw was when Zach opened up the door and uh, Kiana went in. We haven't seen Kiana since either, have we? No, no. Kiana and Fallon made up last week, but okay. Brooks was ignoring Fallon's calls. Um, gotcha, so gotcha. So yeah, Brooks still seems a bit sad, and Briggs is like, "No, what's wrong? Did did you and Kiana break up?" And he says, "No, no, we haven't broken up, but you know, things haven't been the same since Valentine's Day." And Briggs says, you know why that is? It's because you're stupid. And he's like, what? And he's like, no, we're both stupid. We're men. We're all stupid. We're not (laughs) astrophysicists. We want to zig when they want to zag. And Brooks is like, yeah, man, but I want to zag. It's like, ah, it doesn't matter. He said, look, the Brooks from six months ago would be so proud to see where you are now. So don't worry about it. And come on, smile, cheer up, lighten up. So... Uh, Briggs with the kind of big brother advice here to to Brooks. I yeah, I, I enjoyed this. Well, been... yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I go ahead. You go. I've talked about enough about these two over the weeks. No, I was gonna say we're, we'll talk about them more with their their next couple of segments. But I, I just I've been enjoying these guys. Like I think everything they do is pretty spot on. From like what they started at, like to what they're now, like it's been such a progression. Like it most improved like at NXT in the last couple of years. It has to be like. Uh, Jensen and Briggs, I feel like, like they've, they've just excelled in the ring. They've their backstage promos, everything they give them, they really haven't fumbled anything at all. I agree, and I I remember when these two were thrown together for the first time, it it felt like that. It felt like they were thrown together. It was like, oh, you've given them the like APA gimmick, and I don't see these two having anything in common. And now I think completely the opposite. I I really get that kind of like a uh, brother kind of vibe between these two. And I kind of hope they don't split these two up in NXT because I, I think this could be a, a partnership that could go to the main roster. And when you eventually pull that trigger on a breakup, I think it could be quite heartbreaking between these two. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, I'm most impressed with Josh Briggs because as you know, we used to talk about Evolve, like his run in Evolve was pretty much him as a Broden character that just didn't like you. That was his character. He just mm-hmm. didn't really talk in, no real personality, just didn't like you. He wanted to fight and he had a lot of tattoos of like superheroes. That's all I knew about him. But now it's like he's expressing himself and he's just, he's funny with his comedy and everything. So I have to give it up to him. I did like on uh, Brooks's uh, Twitter, I think it was this week where uh, there was the picture of Kiana holding the women's NXT tag team titles, and he's like, "I just, I just can't wait to to play her free bird." <laughs> yeah, I did hear that. That was about- free bird for the first time. <laughs> God bless. Uh, this leads us to uh, Briggs and Jensen taking on Indusheer, and we start with just Indusheer completely dominating Brooks. There's a big double boots to Jensen. Uh, Briggs manages to make the tag, but the ref didn't count it, uh, doesn't spot it, which allows Indusheer to double team Brooks some more. And then we get a huge choke slam from Sanger, followed by a big lariat from Veer uh, for the win, putting them away. Uh, my yeah, I mean this. Did... No, go ahead. No, I say my my feed. This is where it's cutting out in and out a little bit, so I'm not sure if I missed anything here. But a pretty dominant win from Indusheer yeah the story of the match was like jensen's being sluggish he was like you know late to respond to the double team moves he just didn't his heart wasn't into it basically and then uh yeah beer mahan hit i get what his million dollar arm is that what he calls it it's like him swing you know winding up to pitch whatever um the one thing on commentary that that stood out was when booker t was i don't know randomly talking about things and he was like there's only one thing in the menu no bread no water 
just meat and that, that made me pop i thought that was pretty funny and uh indu share comes out to like a remix of a uh, ginger mahal's theme which is kind of cool i'm like right, that's kind of a cool little uh cool little thing here and there was a backstage segment before this with uh, hank walker and uh, axiom they had a little pull apart that led to their match later on oh that was because uh they kind of got in each other's way uh for the open yeah time, right yeah, Axiom said that like Hank Walker kicked him in the head, and 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 Hank was apologizing and this and that. And Axiom says, you know, if you got a problem, we can settle it in the ring or whatever. So, and then he also he was like, oh, if you he he did uh, have a little dig at Hank. He's like, if you would have went out there, you wouldn't have beat Wesley anyway. And and that's what got Walker all uh, amped up about this match. Where are you with Indusheer at this point? Uh, obviously, this is their second go round in NXT. Uh, we didn't. They had the kind of Malcolm Bivens uh, partnership, which didn't last a whole lot of time. I felt like they kind of debuted and then just vanished. Um, now we've seen Sanger be on his own for a bit. We've seen Veer being on his own a bit and now actually being fully a tag team with Jinder on their side. Where are you with them? Yeah, uh, I'm actually like a little upset because like I liked what they were doing with Sanger. He was doing this whole thing with Valentina that kind of like never was resolved really. He just kind of like dumped them and then he went back to to Vera. Then you had Vera doing his own thing as well on Raw that kind of went nowhere. And I think it was Surin who mentioned actually shout out to the Poiserana community chat that we have now. If you're part of the Facebook group, uh, the Poiserana, there's an actual little chat that people discuss like nice like tonight. And Surin brought up a good point about like, you know, him being brown. He wishes he could see other brown wrestlers do their own thing and not just always be paired together, which is what mm-hmm. they're doing now. They put Indu Sheer back with Jinder Mahal. So, you know, Surin expressed how, like, he wished that they would actually, like, do things on their own. And we had that for a little bit of time with Sangha. We had it with, with Veer. And now it's, like, back to, you know, square one. It's, like, where's there's no evolution. Like, you you already did this. You did Indu Sheer a couple years ago. You did it back when the pandemic happened. Like, mm-hmm. that was it. Indu Sheer. You, you broke them apart, and now you put them back together. It's, like, did they think that maybe – they didn't have anything because I think Sanga was great. His like coming out with the suits and speaking all eloquently and and like you know problem solving with Valentina, uh, that was amazing. I love that. And now to see them kind of go back to it, it's like all right, well now they have they literally stripped their character away from them and they're back to just being henchmen for Jinder Mahal. Yeah, I, I think um, I think they have improved ring wise. I think as a, a kind of monster tag team that we don't. Off the top of my head, I don't think we have that monster tag team in WWE anymore. Uh, like we did have like AOP for a while. We've had, you know, combinations of Kane, Big Show, Mark Henry, Undertaker, like all of them. I I don't think it's a bad idea having like having these guys going forward as that, but I can completely see criticisms like uh Surin's where it's just it feels a bit lazy just pairing these two together. Uh, but I will I will say they have stepped it up in the ring. Um, they're not yeah, like your not, sluggish, sure. uh, like dawdling big men. They they work with quite a bit of speed, um, and I I do think that that choke slam from Sanger and that clothesline, the million dollar arm, does look pretty good. Um, yep. After the match, Jinder gets on the mic and says that this is the best tag team in NXT, and uh, that they will be facing the Creeds at Roadblock. And it will be the same result, except this time it will be 10 times worse. Uh, so we, we're getting that rematch at Roadblock. Um, and although we, we get a bit of an announcement later on of some uh, additions to that match. Yep. Yeah, uh, when I first heard this, I'm like, oh, there's a Roddy. There's a Roddy spot to come back. But that's not, I mean, we can still get that. It, they, you know, who knows what could happen. But that's what I thought. My, my brain went right to, to, to Roderick Strong making his return and teaming up for the six man. Yeah. Um, during commercials, we see Mackenzie Mitchell with Nathan Frazier, who's been checked on by the doctor. 
uh, when Katana Chance runs in and says something's happened to Wendy in the parking lot. So uh, they run out and we see that Wendy Chu has been taken out. Um, so now it's it's not just a random attack on Nikita Lyons, but we've got a we've got a serial killer in NXT, it seems. Um, is this the same person that took out Kenta all those years ago? Sorry, Hideo Itami? <laughs> I don't know about that, but it most certainly could be the same person that took out Nikita Lyons, which they kind of flirt with the idea. When I first heard of Wendy Chu, something happened in the parking lot. This is maybe messed up to say, but my first thought was, did she fall asleep behind the wheel? Like, uh... you're in the parking lot. <laughs> like, that was my first thought, but hopefully she's okay. Um, but yeah, I actually like the idea of, like, cameras always rolling. Like, the fact that they actually have footage of, like, Mackenzie getting ready to talk to Fraser. And, uh, you know, he was, like, back there, like, getting a neck massage from the trainer and whatnot. Like, the fact that they recorded all this is pretty cool, like, in storyline, obviously. Um, but yeah, like, I, we, have another, we have another attacker. We haven't really seen too much of NXT Anonymous. That's something that they kind of, like, started. Unless they were doing it just on social media, I'm not sure. But they haven't really been showing that footage on TV. So you would think that would be something for NXT Anonymous to get, like footage of the attacker maybe we'll see another breakdown from mckenzie like we did for the Dakita. i'm starting to wonder if we'll ever find out who an nxt anonymous is or whether it is just a device to kind of show you stuff that you're not meant to see that was happening backstage but i think that is something that nxt are pretty good at um compared to the main roster is as you say like the camera's always rolling and it makes sense because this is the the training center right like so yeah. you would potentially have all all of this set up and everything like your train is there and all that. Um, we cut to the cameras room. are always rolling, but, but they're never rolling in the parking lot for some reason. That is <laughs> it's true. always yeah, like, we, we you would think with all these things that happen, yeah, get like some 4k high definition zoom cameras in the parking lot. So you can see every attack that happens. The problem is they probably got the wrong connection. They use fucking mm. Apple. Um, That's <laughs> we go to Gigi Dolan who comes out um, to the toxic traction music. And she says, cut the music. She says, that's the last time you hear this awful song. And I'm not going, I'm not going to go on talking because unlike JC, I don't like the sound of my own voice. She said, I had my head caved in against a door and I'm not about the superficial things like JC Jane like, uh, and Toxic Attraction used to be about. That it was fun being a mean girl for a bit, but deep down, I've always just wanted to survive. And I trusted JC. I shared everything with her. And but now after that broke, I've had this rage building up inside of me. And I need to hammer the final nail in the coffin of toxic attraction. And she challenges JC Jane to a match at Roadblock, um, which might be a bit surprising to some because I, I think maybe some people pegged this for a, a standard deliver match. We're getting it at Roadblock. That's not to say um, that. We don't get some sort of angle and there's the rematch, uh, but we're getting this match next week. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to get the rematch because she kept mentioning like last woman standing and even like the coffin line. I'm like, they could easily do either one of those two matches they wanted to at stand and deliver, which I think they will do. Um, I like this promo a lot. And a lot of what she's saying from what I've read about her or as Priscilla Kelly is true about her, like running away from home and, you know, the, the, the. The, the issues that she had unfortunately and the doing this for her brother like i've, I've had a conversation with her when she back when she was doing a shine wrestling and she talked about living at her car and this and that so like this like really like i think was 
probably one of her best performances on the mic, actually like talking about her own personal experiences and, and using that in the storyline. Um, but yeah, I'm a little surprised as well that the match is happening, but I'm expecting like JC Jane to just kind of like, you know, it's a singles match, right? So I'm sure she's going to use a weapon and just get disqualified or no contest. And then we're going to see the rematch a couple weeks later. I stand deliver with a stipulation, like last woman standing, maybe even a coffin match. Who knows if she literally said the line, you know, put the, the last, uh, what you say, the last name on the coffin. So we could definitely see that as well. doesn't really fit their characters. Um, but, you know, Gigi has, like, the goth thing, so I guess she can kind of do the whole coffin if she really wanted to. I don't see it as we're going to a, a casket match or anything. I just I just saw it as, you know, uh, Mandy's gone and, like, the last bit left. Sort of the way JC still comes out dressed like Toxic Attraction, whereas Gigi came out with a bit of a new look tonight and that kind of thing. I just saw it as, like, her meaning I'm going to put it to bed. But who knows? They could. They NXT do do a lot of gimmick kind of matches. And this kind of feud does lend itself to some sort of uh, no holds barred hardcore match. So maybe, maybe you're right. Um, but no, I, I agree. I think it does make sense. Like you, you do see that in real life. People with like you know hard upbringings who aren't really sure where to fit in do fall into these, you know, mean girls, the jocks, the like, the bullies. That that kind of thing happens, and it's. So I, I think it justifies her her baby face turn with her being like, this isn't who I am. Um, so I, I thought she sounded good. I, I actually think both uh, Gigi and JC are kind of excelling at the moment uh, since this breakup, because at times I really haven't been high on either of their promos when they were with Toxic Attraction. But I think they're carrying this um, without Mandy. I think they're doing pretty well. We go to Chase University, where... Uh, Duke Hudson's talking to Thea Hale and Thea's just not herself anymore. She's not her usual amped up bubbly self. And Duke asks how she's doing and apologizes for his behavior last week. Now, if you remember, uh, she kind of cost them the match because she she's in fear of the schism and uh, said that she needs to grow up and that this is a, a university and not a charity. Um, so he apologizes for that. He says, it was rude and immature of me, and I think you're a very strong woman who can stand on her own. And Thea Hale accepts her apolo- his apology and says, I'm sure Andre Chase will accept what you said about the university as well. And Duke says, oh, I meant what I said about the university when Joe Gacy interrupts. So it, before we move on, interesting that Duke is kind of apologizing to Thea but still seems to have some like issues with uh with Mr uh, Professor Chase. Yeah, even like before he spoke to Thea, he was talking to one of the students and I guess they're talking about what just happened with Gigi and Chase and he was about to tell a story about something with JC Jane and going on to Texas on a plane or something. I had no idea where he was going with this and then he got cut off. It could be nothing, it could be something, who knows. Um but yeah, they're definitely keeping that in the in the, in the back pocket of him like having a little bit of animosity towards uh Chase and Chase even acknowledging and saying, "Is there an issue, Mr. Hudson or whatever?" he said. Um so that's definitely something that they're going to keep kind of like, you know, in our in our uh, rearview mirror. So the schism interrupt, they're kind of on a, a video screen and uh, Gacy is saying grass is always greener on the other side and there is plenty of grass under the schism's tree. And Thea, you can't unlearn. Isn't that like the lyrics to his to his song? Like grass is greener on the other side? <laughs> right? When he started saying that, I'm like that's the lyrics Love to his song. Love is blind, grass <laughs> is always greener on the other side. I'll never leave yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, says Thea, you can't unlearn what is ingrained in your brain. And uh, Thea knows. And Duke Hudson, you need to let it out. 
The only flag you should be waving is a white one. And Chase U is an uncredited school, so move under the schism's tree, because our groups will grow deeper until Chase U goes up in flames. And uh, Duke says, Chase won't let anyone talk that way. Uh, sorry, Chase says he won't let anyone talk that way about his school. And next week, he'll show exactly what Chase U is built on, and he'll deliver a Chase U ass whooping. Um, so we, is it a singles we're getting next week? Uh, Jason. Yeah. Singles Jason. match. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this was obviously over the top, but I, I enjoyed this. Like it came off like some sort of like Disney channel movie or something. Like the fact that you have like this, like clean university, and then you have like these like outsiders coming in just like the, the idea of him, like corrupting some of the students. Like, I want to see all that. I want to see like chase you in the audience. And then like one of them just like, puts a mask on and walks away like little by little he's like just stealing the just like the nobody like no name students that are there just like recruit them to join the the schism and then possibly like down the line get like maybe Thea Hale who knows somebody you know one of the actual names but um I'm enjoying this whole like chase you versus like schism it's like two totally different um aspects of like wrestling or not even wrestling just like entertainment I guess um it should hopefully lead to some entertaining um entertaining segments but yeah just a singles match I guess maybe we're gonna down the line of stand and deliver. What would you do a stand and deliver? I guess maybe do like a, a six man. I, I don't think this is big enough for stand and deliver. I'd imagine stand and no. deliver will only have your five and six, five or six matches. And the fact that we're putting some big matches on um, on roadblock makes me think mm-hmm. that we, we'll kind of keep stand and deliver till maybe a bit of a higher quality. I might be wrong. Um, I just I can't see this being on that stage. Um, it is absolutely ridiculous. We're talking about a cult calling out a fake university on a wrestling show. Like it's, it's bizarre, but I do think a lot of them are playing their parts. Well, that is kind of carrying this and making it a little, uh, less absurd than it, than it is on paper. Perhaps we then get confirmation of what the jailhouse rules street fight is between Dijak and Tony D'Angelo. It's uh, no DQ, no count out and you win by uh, incapacitating your opponent and locking them in a cage. So, uh, so yeah, having the kind of jailhouse rules there where you've got to lock them in, a, lock them in prison. I'm pretty sure we had this match with uh, the big boss man and, and the Mountie back in the day, so I'm not oh, sure really? if it's going to be to that level. Yeah, we had a similar uh, jailhouse type of match. Um, yeah, Dijak is Dijak. I'm, I'm not really enjoying what he's doing, his whole promo here. Um, but, yeah, hopefully after this they can... I don't know, move on to something else. They're still like kind of like lingering the whole like uh, stacks thing, kind of like him sacrificing himself for D'Angelo. There might be some more to that. I'm not sure where they can go with that, but I definitely want to see some more development between Tony and, and stacks coming out of this. Could you see stacks joining Diajack or is that too soon to turn on Tony? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't do that. I'd maybe like bring in maybe somebody else to join like D'Angelo and kind of like somebody who maybe like, serves d'angelo a lot better and kind of like moves up the ranks quicker than stacks maybe stacks gets upset and kind of leaves there is a like one guy in uh who actually is going to debut on uh level up called uh luca crucifino who definitely fits like that mold of like the uh mobster or whatnot so i can definitely see him kind of be brought hey, into you're this italian and you have an italian name <laughs> yeah a- exactly you're italian you have an italian name come join us and uh maybe that would be a way to kind of get stacks a little jealous maybe down the line i can't see it happening right away but maybe well, what's he, if he joins up with Dijak, what's he going to be like? The the lieutenant, like justice or whatever, hey, like, he'll have like the same what? role but a heel, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> lieutenant justice. Yeah, there we um, go. 
We go forward to our next match. It's Mako Satamura versus Zoe Stark with Roxanne Perez on commentary. Uh, I thought she sounded pretty good here on commentary. She's kind of putting over her respect of Mako, saying she respects her because uh, Mako started wrestling at 16 when women's wrestling really wasn't respected. And Satamura is one of the people that made people starting uh, start to respect women's wrestling. Uh, we get this crazy kick to the head from Satamura. Uh, Zoe comes back with a forearm in the corner, followed by the sliding lariat. And then uh, Saramora hits Zoe in the kind of repaired knee. Uh, there's a big top rope splash from Mako for a two count. And uh, on commentary, Book is kind of telling Roxanne, look, I've been, I've been watching your training videos and your banter back and forth, but don't fall for that. Like, Saramora is a veteran. She knows what she's doing. She's playing with you. Like, be careful. Uh, Zoe then goes for the 450 splash, but Mako moves and Zoe rolls through. But this allows uh, Sadamore to hit her with a slam and then follows up with the Scorpion rising, her step up axe kick to the back of the head and puts Zoe Stark away. Yeah, this match was pretty good. I, I did like how like Mika was like selling her knee at one point. I'm thinking maybe that could be something that could be like talked about next week like roxanne has the upper hand because of a little bit of an injury to mako a uh, rare loss from zoe stark she doesn't really lose often especially singles matches so to see her lose here was a little i mean obviously she's gonna lose going into this match but to see her her even get in this match was uh interesting um roxanne on commentary she definitely did a commentary before for ring of honor and i feel like something that she definitely is good at i feel like maybe when she was playing 2k whatever back in the day she was probably doing commentary at the same time there was one little slip up at the end that was kind of funny like she was like after the match she's like yeah and i'm gonna go to wrestlemania and then Vic was like you're going to wrestlemania weekend you yes. mean wrestlemania weekend <laughs> that was that was kind of funny but um yeah the match was pretty good the, the the crowd was definitely booing zoe like she's definitely like is like established heel to the point where like the crowd is like you know adamantly booing her um but yeah i'm definitely looking forward to this match with roxanne and mako especially considering the last time they fought mako just straight up beat her clean um so this should definitely be a big moment for roxanne uh to win here what do you what do you do after with mako like do you still keep her around nxt do you bring her to the main roster i'd love to see her come up to the main roster um perhaps like have her as that like programmer right at the top already like have asuka beat bianca at mania and have Sadamura come out on Raw or something like that. Um, like that would be. Yeah, you could even have. Her... I don't know how big that would be to your like wider audience, but I I think she is certainly someone you could position in that in that level. I think. Yeah, I recently listened to uh, Bailey was uh, Ariel Hawani talking about like uh, Sasha Banks or Mercedes Mornay, and she was like, "In my heart, I feel like Mercedes will definitely come back one day." And it's funny how Bailey is like the one that's having matches with Lita and having matches with Trish Stratus, and maybe it would be Bailey versus Mako Satamora, which would definitely be like mm. Mercedes might be like, Ugh, you know, I want to fight Mako too." So it was kind of interesting that she brought up um, uh, Mercedes on that, and now you could possibly have the Bailey versus Mako match coming up. I feel Mercedes is maybe in her, her her Cody phase at the moment, you know? Go away, prove that you're worth something, and come back and and reap the benefits. Uh, yeah, I, I quite like this match. I'm, I'm pretty high on Zoe Stark, and quite often we see her kind of uh, facing people a little, a little greener than her, so I thought it was really nice to see her up against a real established talent like Satomura. I thought they, uh, it was pretty physical, um between them both um yeah obviously Sanamore is amazing but I think Zoe's Zoe's very good in the ring as well and I I actually think this hill gimmick's been very good for her she's been cutting way better promos than she did as a babyface 
Um, and I think she could be a, a good challenge for uh, for Roxanne down the line. Uh, after the match, you get a bit of a stare down uh, between Roxanne and uh, and Mako. We then see a tweet sent by Shawn Michaels in regards to the Grayson Waller uh, call out, calling him out for a uh, to come on the Grayson Waller effect next week at Roadblock. And while well, Sean tweeted, every day I focus on the development of the young men and women of NXT. I had my time in the spotlight. Now that attention should be directed on these incredible superstars. However, knowing Grayson's behavior will only get worse. And against my better judgment, I accept the invitation to be on the Grayson Waller effect next week at Roadblock and promise to be as professional as I can be. Uh, I might just skip ahead to kind of waller's response here and then we can kind of talk about this okay. all in one go uh but waller tweeted out uh like a video of him like at a swimming pool and he says next week we can properly discuss sean and deliver sorry stand and deliver uh but which sean am i gonna get will i see the heartbreak kid one more time or will we see the corporate stooge in the cowboy hat they say never say never and don't make me put you in a position you said you'd never be in again so like Waller very kind of heavily hinting at like an in-ring return is what I got from him saying, are we going to see like the HBK or are we just going to see this, this old dude in a hat? Um, don't let me put you in a position. You said you never be. I assume he meant, you know, retirement and like in-ring work. It's, it's very interesting. Uh, where, where are you with this? I know you were on, the show with Braden kind of when they start started this angle, but um I guess we'll get some answers next week. Yeah, I mean if they if they are gonna do the match, WrestleMania weekend would be it, right? Shawn Michaels versus um versus Waller. That'll definitely get people to actually watch this show. Like a full on real Shawn Michaels match, not whatever he did in, in Saudi. Uh he's got the hair growing out, right? Does he? Is yeah. he bald now? I don't even know. He's always wearing a hat. So he's got you can some probably get like potential now. he's not bald anymore, yeah. Some hair. So at least you'll have that visual of his last last match. Um, him with actually some hair. Um, is that the match? I honestly, I, I can't see him like using like a Carl Fredericks or a Dragon Lee to take his place. There, like, what's the connection? There really is no connection. There is no history with Grayson Waller. There's no connection with Shawn Michaels. So the only logical thing would be like, yeah, Shawn Michaels versus Grayson Waller, or maybe even do it like a situation where it's similar to. I mean, I wouldn't have the match at Roblox, but I'm trying to think of like a situation where they have another face off and then it turns into a match or something along those lines. Um, or just, just fuck it, just go for it. Just do announce the match and deliver Shawn Michael versus Grayson Waller and uh, see how many tickets get sold. It 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 is weird that they're teasing this. I like as someone who, you know, follows things like Fightful and Dave and stuff like that, I've seen nothing on this at all. Um I think this is leading to Gargano versus Waller. Mm. Um, okay. Gargano hasn't got anything really at Mania. Um, he's an NXT legend. Waller wrote him off of NXT. Ooh, Gargano yeah, has about that. the right. like Shawn Michaels stuff on his gear all the time. He's one of Shawn's boys. I think next week sets that up. And yeah, not you can all you yeah, can even not- have him do that. I'm right here thing like against Alistair Black. I, I, I feel that's maybe more likely, um, but they are going very heavy with this this Sean Waller thing where it, it does make you think, what if are they are they going this way? But that would be my if we ain't getting the, the Shawn Michaels match, my money's on Gargano. 
No, that makes perfect sense. It's not, it's not like Argana's doing anything WrestleMania weekend exactly. anyway, unfortunately. But it's like he has nothing planned. Do you think when Shawn, when Shawn Michaels was like tweeting, you think he was yelling at A-Train that they couldn't find the right charger for his phone? Shawn seems like the type that would get very confused with all different chargers for all these phones he uses. Yeah, he was like me at the beginning of the show? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Road Dog just randomly clicking. Yeah, shit. like a meme, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we see uh, Mackenzie Mitchell, who uh, gets interrupted by Tiffany Chu, um mckenzie's trying to do an update on uh sorry mckenzie's trying to do an update on wendy chu when she gets interrupted by tiffany stratton and uh tiffany says that wendy will be out indefinitely after being attacked in the parking lot and no one will miss her and this is when uh kaden carter and katana chance come in and say wait didn't you just feud with uh wendy chu kind of insinuating that it's likely that she put her out and then Tiff says, well, actually, weren't you both around when they were attacked? So what if you did it? Mm. And Tiff says she had a uh, Tiffany epiphany and that she's going to be a detective. And uh, Katana challenges her to a match later tonight. Um, so Tiffany epiphany. Um, like, is like this that. one coming around to just be Tiffany is the one that's taken out these people? <laughs> Maybe not her, but maybe somebody she's like in cahoots with. Somebody that she, like she knows she knew about the whole thing. She helped the person, but maybe she wasn't doing the attacks herself. I can see that being a thing. Um, but yeah, she made a good point. She's like, "Hello, don't go to the parking lot." Like, obviously, have you not been watching NXT for the past ten years? That's what's been happening. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I can't see Tiffany being the person to do the attacks. But I, I'm trying to think of somebody maybe they could bring in or somebody who hasn't been seen in a while that could be like the the attacker. And then you know she's like revealed as like the mastermind behind the whole thing or like you know in cahoots with the person. Uh, Michael in the chat suggesting could it be Blair Davenport attacking people? It Ooh, could be a way to yeah. bring her back in. Um, we're seeing all the NXT UK lot who had sort of visa issues them being settled so. I imagine it could be time for uh, Blair Davenport to come back, and I think that's a, a big enough character and a good way to debut. So I, I think that's a great chance, uh, great shout. Have um, we seen Stevie Turner since she started doing her streaming stuff? Has she actually wrestled? I can't yes, remember top of my head right now. Match, she has. Yeah. Okay, so I mean that could be somebody else. Yeah, but Blair Davenport's another one. I'm sure there's other NXT UK people that like are still there that just, they haven't used yet. They, they can introduce this way. We see the Creeds backstage and they're talking who are they going to get for this six-man tag against Indusheer. And they're saying, oh, it's going to take a real son of a bitch to defeat them. And we don't want to do it, but oh, I guess we're going to have to. And they approach Damon Kemp and they're basically like, look, you're you're sly and you're a bit of a shit, but uh, it's going to take that to beat Indusheer. And Damon Kemp just uh, considers it and is like, nah and and just like brushes them off and they feel completely embarrassed when bron breaker appears and says hey guys you helped keep my match clean against jinder last week so i'll be your third man and brutus is all like oh yeah so excited about it but julius looks pissed like what's up julius why why you look so mad he's like hey you could have come in one minute earlier to save me from that embarrassment and Bron's like, ah, and Brutus is like, wah, <laughs> and then they all bark like dogs. Um, yeah, what up, what up, what do you say? Like, where are my dogs at? I think uh, Brutus said. I, 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 I like this team, honestly. It makes sense. They all have, like, that, like, same, like, style, the same uh, ring gear. I want to see them go, like, full Steiners at, uh, you know, for their full entrance trio. at, um, 
Yeah. A uh, quick little update because somebody actually sent me to this, but that video that um, Grayson Waller put up where he's like responded to Shawn Michaels, mm. Dragon Lee actually did respond to him saying, You talk too much. So interesting. They are throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah. So maybe that could be something that they still do. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, I like the team of these three. I think Brayden and I kind of called that last week. Um, I found it very odd of all the people in this locker room to approach. They go to Damon Kemp, who yeah. you know, murdered Roderick Strong, it seems, because he still isn't back. I, I think Roddy's done, personally. I, there's been zero mm. mention of him. Um, you would have, unless he's coming back in this angle somehow, you would have thought they'd have at least mentioned him. Like, oh, well, we would have yeah. Roddy, but he's not here. I don't know. It, it seems they've gone very quiet on him in recent weeks. So, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it did, did seem a little... Come on, all these people you got in NXT and you approach the guy you had a blood feud with. Okay. <laughs> um, we go to our next match Sol Ruka taking on Electra Lopez. Uh, Sol goes onto the top rope and Electra pushes her off and follows up with an elbow. Uh, we see Valentina, who's at ringside, still looking. She just looks so conflicted every week. Does she want to be on Electra's side? She seems to play dirty. Uh, Ruka starts to fire back and hits a double underhook suplex, goes for a handspring splash in the corner, but Lopez moves. And then Lopez goes for the brass nuts, which she keeps hidden in the turnbuckle. But mm-hmm. we notice that Valentina is now holding them. Electra's begging for her to give them back. And this distracts her, allowing Soul Ruka to hit the Soul Snatcher for the win. Yeah, this was a fun little match. Um, actually, during Sol Ruka's entrance, she had a little bit of a stare down with Zoe Stark as she was leaving. So that could be something oh, yes. that they kind of revisit down the line. Um, but yeah, the match was pretty much just the story of of uh, Valentina and her her uh, not wanting to fall under Electra's ways and 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 use the uh, help her use the brass knuckles and she you know she's trying to teach her the right thing. She's trying to help. She's trying to help Electra be a better person, basically. Mm. Um, this, it wasn't the best soul statue that we've seen. I'm not sure if maybe like Electra fell too early, uh, so that could have been a little bit better. Uh, but the match, yeah, it was a quick little match here. Um, but uh, the story here is is Valentina and Electra, and where do they go next? Yeah. So after the match, uh, Electra is getting in Valentina's face, and Pi faces her. So Valentina punches her using the brass knucks, knocking her out. So yeah, I like that. We're getting a bit of a an edge to Valentina, but still as the baby face entering a feud with Electra. Um it was a pretty quick match. I do think Electra's shown some improvement in the ring, but I can't say this was a kind of long enough match to really judge completely. Uh they're still giving Sol Ruka these wins, and I think highlighting her pretty well on NXT every week. Um I do see I uh I think for her in the future. Yeah, you say the match wasn't too long. It was actually four minutes and 58 seconds because as I was writing notes for this at the same time, as I, if, if I don't have enough things to do, I was multitasking and, and, and uh, updating cagematch.net because that's one of my, my new jobs that I work at now. So I was like, you know what? We all take turns like updating stuff there. And I was like, I'm watching NXT anyway. Let me just uh, time these matches and update it as we're going. So yeah, Amazing. that's uh, one of the shorter matches on this, on, this, on this card tonight. What was the longest match tonight? The longest match was actually the opener. Uh, Wesley Nathan Frazier went 13 minutes and 37 seconds. Then you had uh, Mako and Zoe actually went 11:27, and Carmelo and Tyler went 11:20. There you go. Uh, we then go to the the pub, the bar where Gallus are. Big, big. It's called Big Daddies. We actually got a name. We big saw the, Daddies. The, the sign. Yeah, Big Daddies. We have to visit that next time we go to Florida. We got to make sure we go to Big Daddies. 
Well, that's that's not quite a nice callback to uh, one of the kind of famous world of sport British wrestlers, Big Daddy. Uh, Ooh, okay. I wonder if there's a tie in there with this being Gallus Pub. Uh, but you know what? I, I'm going to hand this segment over to you, John. Um, so what, what did Gallus say here? <laughs> Thanks for this. Um, the only thing I got out of here was that uh, they were calling uh, pretty deadly, badly dressed English pricks. Uh, you know, they embarrass them. Uh, and then the whole thing is pretty much um, Mar- is Mark Coffee or Joel Coffee? It's Mark okay. Coffee, right? I, I got this. Thank <laughs> <I'm just laughs> you. you. I hate you so, so much. <laughs> uh, they say we've been Gallus for years, and this is all kind of uh, Wolfgang playing uh, Paul as as Mark is kind of kind of like pepping him up here. Um, and so we've been Gallus for years. We've always loved the scram, and we were in the record books in NXT UK for longest reigning champions. Everyone feared us, and we're not going to let some liberty-taking scumbags get to us. They stole the titles from us two years ago, and we've got to get that win back. We've got to visualize what happens when we get hand, our, our hands on them, because NXT is now our kingdom, and we're not going to let some badly-dressed English pricks bother us. And then you see Wolfgang kind of gets fired up. Uh, he bumps into a guy behind him, also trying to play pool on a an opposite table so wolfgang breaks the pool cue over his knee and then picks up a glass and smashes it on this poor guy um normally when you break a pool cue you then use that pool cue for for the weapon but here he like broke it and then grabbed a glass um but yeah uh so we're entering are are you gonna be sending are you gonna are you going to send an invitation to Gallus to attend uh, Gabby's for WrestleMania watch party? You think they'll, they'll come through? We've got no pool tables there, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't like this break-in. I, I hope they paid for this pool queue. I don't like these these Gallus lads thinking that they own this place. Like Someone's got to clear that yeah, up. Someone's well, got to replace that. Yeah. Come on, lads. Yeah, where's, the manag- where's the manager here? Who's who's you know who's in charge here? Yeah. Be like, you lads, know? you can't do that. Was... Get out. You're barred. Yeah. If that was you. If you were there, if it was your shift and you saw this happening, you tell them to get the hell out of here. Yelling at right? them, absolutely, too, right? Yeah. We then mm-hmm. cut to pretty deadly, and they're saying, oh, we spanked them good and proper, and they were so angry. Imagine how they are when we take all of them, uh, take it off of them. And uh, and then they start joking about, Wolfgang, get the pool tables, like the Dudley boys. <laughs> and then... Mackenzie tells them about a tweet that Drew McIntyre put out um, that's saying that uh, a receipt is coming to Pretty Deadly's way from the Gallus boys. And that is when uh, Pretty Deadly quote the in-betweeners. It's a bit we do at the beginning of every up next where they go, oh, Scottish friends, friends. Um, <laughs> and they said next week we will have a chin wag. So I think we're going to have a bit of a a kind of face-to-face between Gallus and Pretty Deadly. Um, Introducing Drew into this, I know they've uh, obviously all from Scotland, Pretty Deadly, uh, sorry, Gallus and Drew um, did some stuff in ICW. Um, Do you see this as anything more than just like just a bit of a tweet or do you see any kind of six-man down the line with Drew? Oh, you could definitely do it. There's like any like let's just say Sheamus and Drew are both like fighting over who to fight uh Gunther at WrestleMania, then you kind of spin that off to a Drew uh Sheamus feud after WrestleMania, then that could be a call up right there for Gallus. I'm not sure where Joe Coffee is, but if you have uh Mark Coffee and Wolfgang teaming up with Drew to face off against the brawling brutes, 
there you go. You got a six-man tag right there. And I think that would be beneficial for Gallus to have them teaming up with Drew and actually like in these six-man matches. But I could definitely see Gallus being like a you know day after Mania call up. Uh, especially if they have like a grueling match, uh, Drew and Sheamus at Mania, whatever they're gonna do with Gunther. Uh, they could even do, you know, Imperium versus Drew and the lads, you know, whatever the case is. Um, yeah, I could see them possibly be on. I mean, this is like a, a way to kind of like tease it and then eventually do the the team up. Like, okay, these guys are friends, friends uh, from what we saw in NXT. So, if if you were to do a uh, like just a six man on NXT TV one week with with Drew and Gallus yep. against Pretty Deadly, uh, who would you have a uh, team with Pretty Deadly there? Oh, I think Tyler Breeze. He he's 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 back in the fold in, in a way or another. Like I don't know if he's working for WWE. I, I heard that he's like a trainer, and then okay. I heard he's in WWE 2K. He's I think he's under a Legends deal because he was introduced as a WWE Legend in 2K23. So he's definitely working for WWE. Right. Uh, I don't know. I feel, I feel like he'd be pretty good. I mean, pretty that, good. Pretty good with pretty so I'm trying to think. Yeah. Of, I can't at the moment think of anyone. Oh, you could have Otis, like Maximum Male Models. Okay. Maybe. Perhaps. You know, you know who would be good. Who I'm pretty sure is is still under contract and he hasn't done anything. Uh, Noam Dar. Where where is he? Yeah, uh, yeah. You could have him. Him is pretty deadly. Would be a pretty okay. cool team. I feel like. All right. Yeah. Um, or this could have just been a tweet and nothing else comes from it. Who knows? Um, we go to our next match. It's Tiffany Stratton taking on Katana Chance. Um, they're both showing off their kind of acrobatic skills at the beginning here, leapfrogging each other. Uh, Katana does her like nice sort of springboard backwards leapfrog over Tiffany. Uh, Tiffany then catches her in a powerbomb position and just launches Katana uh, like face first into the top rope. Got some real height on this. It looked pretty cool. Uh, Katana comes back with a double stomp to the back. And that is when the witches come out. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. And this distracts Katana chance, allowing Tiffany to hit the like the you can't escape sent on like rolling sent on into the uh best moonsault ever uh what she call it the pme the prettiest moonsault ever i think um and yeah. didn't quite get all of it as vic points out because she landed on the legs but it was still enough to to pick up the win here yeah i mean if somebody did a moonsault on my legs i'm pretty sure i'd be in pain as well um katana like she might not be my favorite like on the mic or just her character but when she wrestles she definitely stands out while she's having this match i'm like i want to see her and soul ruka have a match where they're both like outshining each other while all these like crazy gymnastics mm-hmm. that they're doing um this is just another showing for tiffany stratton they're definitely trying to build her up and as as we'll hear after this i think she's going to be the person to get the the match i stand and deliver against whoever the nxt uh, uh women's champion is at the time a funny moment in the beginning they had a, like fans in the crowd wearing like cricket shirts because their sponsor is like cricket wireless mm-hmm. so you see like a whole crowd of like green shirts like cheering and i'm like do we have like a rival school to chase you is this like I another school like they That's were like right coming... by the chase yeah. you people weren't there you just had a sea of red yeah. and then green that was that was hilarious but um they haven't really i mean there was like a little bit of tease of uh who was it that was like being teased to oh, um well i can't think of her name right now the girl that's with um in a uh, diamond mines oh ivy nile Oh, no, Tatum the Paxley. other girl. The one, yeah, I know they were, they were teasing like maybe like her joining with the witches. Uh, they haven't really said anything about that. It hasn't really been an update, but I'm wondering if they're totally dropped that now because now they're just, I guess, maybe feuding with Katana and Kaden for a tag match that they could lead to. Well, I think, yeah, I guess the, the witches feuded with Ivy and Tatum to kind of get in that number one contender's spot, I would think. Yeah. So now, now they're going after uh, the champs. Uh, no, they're not even the champs anymore, are they? 
No, that's why I'm, I'm confused. Oh. I guess they're just going to have this match, and then maybe after the match, they'll go after the titles. Maybe it's setting up some sort of four-way women's tag <laughs> at Standard Liver. I can see that. Thing. Yeah, they de- yeah, there's definitely a bunch of tag teams. Yeah, they could definitely do that. So after the match, uh, Tiffany gets on the mic and says, I have proven that I'm the very best woman in NXT, and all of you would be satisfied by that, but I am not satisfied. I am not satisfied by being the best because I want to be the NXT Women's Champion. And Roxanne and Mako, I don't care who wins because that title belongs to me. Though calling her shot, it does seem like she will be facing the winner um, of those two at Stand and Deliver, um, which I, I think is cool. Um, I, think, I think Tiff's great. Um, it does feel that this was maybe Cora Jade's spot. Um, Cora, I think, is like they. She's been missing for a while. I think she's dealing with some personal issues at home or or something because they dropped that Lyra Valkyria feud kind of cold, um, which I kind of saw as a feud to lead to Roxanne's next opponent. But I don't think Ro- uh, Tiffany is a a bad next challenger. The only thing is, I I could see this cutting Roxanne's reign short. I I could totally see them putting the title on Tiffany. Yeah, actually, going back to what we were talking about before about maybe Tiffany being in cahoots with somebody. Maybe it's Cora Jade. Maybe Cora Jade's the one in storyline who's been attacking all these people, and she helps Tiffany win the title. Uh, and then maybe they're fast-tracking um, Roxanne to the main roster. Maybe just put her on Raw or SmackDown right after Mania at this point. Like, she's ready, right? They need yeah. more baby faces, I feel like, in the women's roster up there. So why not just put uh, Roxanne on SmackDown or Raw? Um, and then, yeah, you could do the whole Cora, Tiffany. It's, it's a weird dynamic, but I guess mm. you could possibly make it work. Maybe like a one-off, just as, you know, she's been helping me all along type of thing, and now I'm the champion. So we've got Briggs and Jensen back home. At, back home? What am I talking about? Uh, backstage. And uh, Briggs says... That, that, is their, that is their home. That, that is their, their home. Time. That's much. their home. Yeah. Um, Briggs says that Brooks uh, says to Brooks that Kiana and Fallon uh, managed to make up. So why are you still bothered? It's distracting you and you've got to focus. It's WrestleMania season. And look, you've got to go and get your girl back if that's going to get you to focus again. And Brooks says, oh, I just I just need a do over. And I don't know what to say. So Briggs says, look, in life, we don't get many do overs. But how about I go and talk to Kiana for you? Um, mm, I don't know about this, Davey. I, I, I smell trouble. I see both sides of this. I've, I've, I've witnessed the friends that help you and, and actually help you with the relationship. And I've also seen the friends that unfortunately have maybe he doesn't have bad intentions. Maybe Kiana has bad intentions. But I can see this going sour where uh, Brooks might walk into uh, Briggs and Kiana possibly uh, doing something that he will not like. That's my that's my uh, guess for this. Do you, I, I see it completely being maybe the like accidental thing where it, it looks yeah, like yeah. it's, you know, Kiana's crying and Briggs is consoling her and Brooks walks in on that or something. Yeah. Um, I would say, though, but like, I don't see what the issue is with Brooks and Kiana, really. Like, they were having a good date and then it was Fallon who who messed it up. But I like that wasn't on Brooks and that wasn't on Kiana. So... Why are these well, two kids well, maybe not that's, just maybe, together? Come on. Well, maybe that's maybe that's the root of it. Maybe maybe all Brooks does is talk about Fallon, and at the end of the day, he needs to be with Fallon. So maybe this is like a TV like CW drama here. Maybe Briggs ends up with Kiana, and then Brooks ends up with 
Fallon, and then there's your match right there. That'd be a stand and deliver match, right? A mixed tag match. The, the two former tag teams that to face Carter off in all of this. Oh, uh, that's 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 old news. She had a chance. Yeah, yeah, she blew it. All right. Uh, we go to our next match, Axiom taking on Hank Walker. This is coming about from the brawl they had backstage earlier. Um, and Axiom is showing like a lot more aggression now uh, in this match. He seems a little pissed off. Slaps Hank right across the face. So Hank picks him up. Uh, I did notice Hank wearing black boots this week. He's he's ditched Drew Gulak's boots. Uh, we get a big Good. boot from Hank and then kicks to the chest from Axiom. Um, Axiom just being super mean to poor Hank here. Uh, Hank comes back with his huge shoulder tackle and then the freight train in the corner, uh, followed by a huge lariat. I will say Axiom made Hank Walker look great here, the way he was selling to all his big power moves. Uh, Axiom catches him with an inside cradle, followed by a shining wizard, and then he hits the golden ratio, his leaping sidekick to the head for the win. And... Afterwards, Axiom gives uh, Hank some respect and says, keep fighting like that. You're special. Okay, so about the match, uh, I thought I liked this match. It was really short, but um, it was hard hitting. Like just mm. with kicks that Axiom was given to Walker and and Walker fighting back. He definitely hung in there with them. Uh, Booker T with his funny lines talking about Hank working security guard at Macy's. And Vic is like, no, you're a security guard here. Like, don't you watch the product? Security guard here at the, at C, C, the CWC. Um, but the one thing that I did, did notice, I don't know if it, many people did, but as Axiom is celebrating by the entranceway, in the background, you see scripts doing the little scripts thing. So that's where I think they're going to... Yeah, I think we're going to get a superhero versus supervillain. They actually had a match on Level Up a couple weeks ago that was actually pretty good. And I even like said on Shot in the Dark, I can see this being like a storyline of the superhero versus the supervillain. So I feel like we're going to be uh, getting a lot of... Uh, comedy not comedy but like comic book inspired uh spots between uh scripts and and uh axiom you didn't seem too uh happy about that you don't want to see the the villain versus the superhero no i mean earlier when you said you've got an idea i was assuming like with with axiom kind of giving hank props at the end of this this could lead to a axiom drew gulak or axiom charlie dempsey and both of those sound fantastic um I don't think Axiom versus scripts kind of does it for me quite as much. But uh, I did I did really like seeing this aggressive side from Axiom that he displayed here. Like, obviously, he's a fantastic wrestler, but seeing him lay in those kicks, more like, you know, when you get, you've got Daniel Bryan and then you've got Brian Danielson. That's kind of what I felt here. This yep. was a Brian Danielson version of him where he's just being, you know, very mean. Uh, and I thought, I thought Walker looked good here. I'm still... Um, I know they're playing him as the every like everyday guy who's security guard that just happened to fall into wrestling. Um, that's only going to go so far. Eventually, like he's going to need to sort his look out and everything because he he looks a bit indie rific at the moment. Yeah, and that leads us to our main event: Carmelo Hayes taking on Tyler Bate. Um, we have this nice wrist lock sequence at the beginning. Um, we, we, we've seen these kind of interesting starts to the matches with Bate recently. He did the one, um, the other week where I think he just was in an arm bar. He just had locked in for like a good few minutes where they were going through other moves, but he still had this hold. They kind of did this here with this wrist lock where, um, Mello tries to get out of it, but Bate just keeps on like rolling with him as whenever he's trying to counter it. Um, just really quick, innovative stuff here to start with. Um, and then they have a bit of a stalemate. So Bate offers his hand in 
sign of respect, but Mello slaps it away. They then start trading roll-ups and then are doing roll-throughs of roll-throughs and near-falls. And then Bate gets this really tight near-fall, uh, which I think everyone bit on here early in the match, but it was it was like a 2.8 here. Um, after the break, we get uh, a bop and bang from, uh, from Bate to Trick Williams, who is trying to get involved, followed by a diving uppercut from the second rope from Bate and an exploding suplex leading into his running shooting star press. He goes for the bop and bang on Mello, but Mello uh, scouts it. And then Bate pops Carmelo up into the airplane spin. And then this time, like, kind of delivers essentially the AA out of it, which I thought looked pretty good. Um, Bate goes for a kick, but Hayes catches it. And this allows uh, Bate to trick him this time with the bop and bang. Hits his uh, shoulder bounce off the top rope lariat. And now they're starting to trade punches and upcuts. Uh, Hayes catches Bate with his twisting double underhook driver and then a crazy knee to the head from Hayes and then hits his suplex lift into the cutter, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, Dustin Rhodes does the, what is it, the final cut, I believe. And then Bates yep. leaps to the top rope to deliver an avalanche exploder suplex, which looked beautiful. Uh, goes up the top, setting up for the spiral tap, but Trick gets on the apron and Bates kicks him off Goes to the spiral tap, but the distraction was enough to allow Mello to move and then follows up with the code breaker. And then Hayes goes up top, hitting the nothing but net for the win in a, in a very solid main event here between these two. This match was fantastic. If anybody ever doubts NXT still being 2.0 or full of colors, whatever, this is the match I'm going to point him to. Like, hey, watch this match. Watch what these two guys can do. But yeah, you you mentioned that exploder suplex off the top rope. That was fantastic. It just obviously Mello uh, Mello is going to win this match, but you know, Bate definitely gave him his all here. Uh, this is a great match. Honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing these two. Um, Mello's been having nothing but bangers lately, and yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. I guess there's nothing really for him to do at Roblox. Like. I wasn't sure like what they could do, you know, with him, but I guess leaving him off the card is, is is okay. As long as he's having these matches every week building up until stand and deliver. Um but I feel like he's gonna be the person to take the title off of um off of uh, Breaker. I don't like, think you need him on Roadblock. I think Roadblock should maybe be a thing for some of these people that aren't gonna make the stand and deliver card to be on. Yeah. Um I and I, I liked it. I thought you it was a relatively clean win for for Hayes. You did have a bit of distraction from Williams, but it wasn't overbearing. So it was enough to kind of protect Bate somewhat, but also just give a pretty definitive win uh, to Carmelo Hayes here, making him look more and more convincing going into this match against Braun. Um, yeah, I like obviously it's it's these two guys. The match wasn't going to disappoint, and it really didn't. Um, it's it's one I definitely like to see be uh, revisited down the line, probably with. Carmelo as champion and and going forward to it something a bit more substantial between these two but uh yeah I'm you know I I'm I think stand and deliver is gonna be really uh I think it's gonna be their best um like best big event their best PLE if you will uh since the rebranding a couple of years ago I I think you've got some really solid looking matches going forward um and I I thought this was a NXT Coming back to form, I, I was down on last week, so I thought it was pretty weak. But, you know, we, we had a, a really hot opener with Wesley and Nathan Fraser and a really hot closer with Bate and Mello. 
and the stuff in between wasn't bad either. So I, I was I was pretty high on this week's show. Not for sure. I feel the same way. Definitely a good show. There wasn't really anything too bad. Like yeah, you can say like the the schism chase you stuff is goofy, but I like it. I thought it was entertaining. Um, you got have a good mixture of entertainment as well as the good wrestling as well as a good storytelling, and this this show has pretty much everything. Um, one pop thought that popped in my head. A match that we haven't seen that I would love for this to be possibly Melo's first program if he does win the title. Um, but Carmelo versus Dragonov that would be a pretty oh, sick yeah. match that hasn't happened yet. Uh, so that's a match that I think they could definitely build to um, after he wins the title for sure. Did. We did Trick versus Dragonoff recently, didn't we? Yes, we had Trick. Yeah, so exactly. We, but we never got the, the Mellow match. Dude, yeah, but we haven't had yeah. the Mellow match. Yeah, that that would be great. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, any yeah. other thoughts on tonight's show, John? Um, really good build to Roadblock. I feel like I feel like they're definitely like usually like they're they're like special weekly events. Like some of them feel big, some of them don't. This one definitely feels like a pretty big event. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I'm just really intrigued with this whole, like, Shawn Michaels, Grayson Waller effect thing, like, what it's going to lead to, but obviously we're going to find out. Um, and then, yeah, I wonder what else developments we'll get out of Roadblock that'll, uh, you know, lead to Stand and Deliver. Yeah, I'd imagine after, like, next week, we've probably got a pretty clear idea what Stand and Deliver's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I, I was I was high on this week. Well, that's what we thought. Let's see what you guys thought. If you haven't already... Join the Poison Rana Facebook group. Why haven't you? We put up our feedback thread every Tuesday for NXT, but also chat about wrestling throughout the week and post silly memes and stuff. And and who doesn't like a silly meme? Um, And we've also got, as you mentioned earlier, John, there's now this new kind of community uh, group chat thing, which is is pretty fun for when you're watching Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, and that kind of thing, or just keeping up the news, chatting with other people in this community. So I I highly advise you all... Join the Poison Rana group if you haven't already. For sure. I know a lot of people miss the, uh, well, I don't know, I was going to say miss the lockdown, but one of the, the best parts of the lockdown was when we used to do like the watch longs and we discuss shows as they're happening in real time. This is probably the closest thing you can get to it. Like as the shows are going on, it'll be any show from Dynamite to Raw to SmackDown to NXT, live discussion as it's happening. So definitely check in. Uh, it's all people that we know, it's all people that we trust, obviously, in the small little community that we have. Uh, so definitely, yeah, give it a go. So we're kicking off feedback this week with Sean, who says this was the best episode of NXT I can remember in a really long time. Three banger matches at the beginning, middle and end of the show with a fire promo from Gigi Dolan to boot. I like how he says to boot there with with Gigi. Um, plus, we got a lot of great segments and video packages to set up Roadblock next week and beyond. If you want to show someone what NXT these days is all about and what's in store for the future of WWE, show them this episode. Oh, very high praise from Sean there. Yeah. Uh, I'll read the next one. I like reading Fra- Fire Frank's feedback here. So Fire Frank says, who wins in a fight, Thea Hale or Cocaine Bear? Hmm, that's a tough one. I might have to go with uh, Thea Hale on this one. I feel like she has a little bit more scrappiness to her. It, it depends if uh, Ava Rain is with the Cocaine Bear, doesn't it? The oh, so you think, the, you think the Cocaine Bear can join the schism? Enjoying the skin. Put on the mask screen. and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good good to see Fraser back, and he had a strong match with Wes to kick us off and maybe the highlight of the show, as well as the Mellow Bates main event being really good as well. Gigi had a pretty strong promo as well. Roblox is looking good and excited to see what the big matches at Stand Deliver will be aside from Mellow versus Braun and HBK or Surrogate versus Waller. And then we go to Magan, who says a far better episode, bookended by two very good matches. It's great to see Nathan Fraser as he and Wesley bodied the opener. Tyler Bate and Carmelo Hayes also shut it down in the main event. 
I was expecting Gigi Dolin to cut a good promo, but she hit a home run. She was genuine and vulnerable about her tr- troubled upbringing. I don't think this JC feud ends at Roadblock. I bet it'll extend to Stan and Deliver. Stadamora Stark was solid and Roadblock got built up nicely. I bet HBK on the Waller effect will stage will set the stage for Dragon Lee's debut. And then he's he's attached the uh, the tweet you mentioned earlier with Dragon Lee replying, you talk too much. Well, there you I'm go. Not, I'm not sure if that's gonna get uh, I'm not sure if that's gonna get Dragon Lee a spot on on uh, Botchamania by tweeting talk too much, but you never know. Maybe you never know. You never know. Uh, well, yes, that's it. That's all. Uh, that was NXT this week. Uh, we've got a whole load of other shows coming out this week um, with our Black Mirror review of episodes one and two and was next, the 18th of December, 2013 edition of NXT. Uh, plus, you've got everything in our back catalogue to enjoy at patreon.com slash poisonrana. Uh, go check out our watch party. Go to poisonrana.ca if you're interested to see what that's all about. And Sino, uh, what have you got up? Uh, what have you got coming up on Shot in the Dark this week? Yeah, this week I actually talk about a really good main event uh, on Impact between uh, Trey Miguel and Crazy Steve. They had a Monsters Ball match for the X Division title that was really good. It's probably better than a lot of the matches that were on the No Surrender pay per view the, the day after. Um, I'll be talking about that. I'll also be talking about this really weird uh, couples therapy segment on NWA Power between May Valentine and Aaron Stevens. Uh, yeah, just me describing it is going to. It's going to probably confuse you as much as it was me watching it. Um, and then a couple other things. Uh, the next couple of weeks, Ring of Honor starts up this Thursday, actually. So I'll be adding that to my lineup as well. Um, so, yeah, a lot of cool things happening in the, uh, the future. Never never a dull week in Shot in the Dark. There's always going to be something to talk about on one of these shows. Well, there you have it. Uh, we will not be doing Poison Rana this Sunday, as it is Revolution. So we will be doing a live episode of Poison Rana next Wednesday at 6 p.m., on youtube.com slash at poison rana pod we'll be giving all our thoughts of AEW revolution um so give that youtube a follow and well you can keep up to date when when all our shows are by following the twitter uh, twitter.com slash poison rana pod and you can follow me on twitter and instagram at davy portman and fuck it follow us on tiktok as well at poison rana pod uh, so there you have it. Uh, if you don't already, he's not here today. But give, give at the Brady a follow. You know who will appreciate it. And John, finally, where can we find? You can find me at CinoEvil, C-N-O-E-V-I-L, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I think I have TikTok. I don't use it, uh, unfortunately. It's uh, <laughs> a little, little bit complicated for me to understand. But uh, yeah, if you find me on there, follow me on there. Why not? There you go. Well, that's it. Thanks, everyone, for sticking with us tonight. Uh, We'll be back very, very soon. Thank you for listening. Take care. Be safe. Ahoy!
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.